back to our time together today. We're talking about this question and seeking to answer it. Is Jesus Christ really enough, or do we need to trust Jesus and add some more rules and regulations to it? In the 15th chapter of the book of Acts, the early church was facing this question. I want to read to you <coughs> from, from that chapter. Certain people came down from Judea in, to Antioch and were teaching the believers, unless you're circumcised, according to the custom taught by Moses, you cannot be saved. This brought Paul and Silas into sharp dispute and debate with them. So Paul and Barnabas were appointed, along with some other believers, to go up to Jerusalem to see the apostles and elders about this question. The church sent them on their way, and they traveled through Phoenicia and Samaria, and it tells about their journey, and they came to Jerusalem, and they were welcomed by the church and the apostles and the elders, and they reported everything that God had done through them and bringing Gentile believers to Christ. Then some of the believers who belonged to the party of the Pharisees said, the Gentiles must be circumcised and required to keep the law of Moses after they trust Christ. The apostles and elders met to consider this question. After much discussion, Peter got up and told how he had preached to the Gentiles, and they'd come to know Christ just like him. And God's Spirit had come upon them just like it had them. And so finally, they, just, they came to this conclusion, <clears throat> that Jesus Christ was enough. Put your faith in Christ. It's by grace, through faith, that you can be saved. God's grace has reached down in Christ to provide <clears throat> the way of salvation for us if we will put our faith and trust in Jesus. And that's still true today, friends. <clears throat> That's what the Bible teaches. Peter, Paul, and James all spoke about this, and it was declared that the one way of salvation for all is in Jesus Christ. There's no distinction. <coughs> I'm sorry, I'm <coughs> having something in my throat here trying to get it up. I think it's better now. Okay. And if you put your faith in Christ, it's enough. And I want you to notice that work salvation is not true salvation. Contemporary religion and modern man really emphasizes a work salvation. Most people believe that it's, it's okay to depend upon yourself. It's seen in those who depend upon their goodness. Many have said to me, I have my own set of ethics. I have my own high standards. I have my own ways to live right, and I believe it's adequate, and I don't think I need anything else. The only trouble is it's work salvation. It's man trying to work his way to God. And the Bible says because God is holy and perfect, it is impossible for imperfect and unholy man to work his way into an acceptable position with God. It's also seen in many today who say, well, you know, I just do my best, and I really believe if I do my best, well, it'll be all right. Well, in the first place, nobody does their best. That's just not true. I've never known anybody who actually always did their best. We, we often fail to do our best. And so that's not even true in the first place, but even if it was, it wouldn't be enough. The philosophy permeates the world, and it blinds many to their need. <coughs> many say morally, I'm above a lot of people who are in the church. I live better than them. Well, that may be sometimes true. I doubt it, but it could be. But even if it was, it's still a work salvation. It doesn't get us into a rightful place with God. The Bible says, <clears throat> Proverbs 14, 12, there is a way that seems right unto man, but the end of that way is always death. It seems right, 
but it's not right. See, it logically seems to us that if I do my best or if I work hard, if I try to be a good person, that God will accept me, but it's not right. The Bible says, by grace are you saved through faith, not of works, lest anybody should boast. And God, Jesus described the Pharisees as, <clears throat> he said, they trusted in themselves that they were righteous. In other words, they were depending on their good works. We must trust Jesus alone for our salvation. <clears throat> we can trust in only one thing. If you're trusting in your own efforts, then that will get you what your own efforts can do, and it won't be enough. And <clears throat> you'll be your own savior, and you'll come to the position where you cannot save yourself. It's seen in people in groups who depend on Jesus plus something. You see, a lot of people say, yes, Jesus is the Savior, but they add to it. All the heresies of the church for all of these years have been Jesus plus something. This is rampant today. Some of the biggest religious groups in the world have Jesus plus something. But John 14, Jesus said in verse 6, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Peter recalled this in Acts 4.12 where he said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we may be saved. See, many teach Jesus plus ritual or ceremonies or Jesus plus laws or rules or Jesus plus belonging to that particular group of, of, of people, that denomination are being baptized in a certain way, or so, so forth and so on. That's the kind of thing that brings people to believe they don't have to trust Jesus alone. Many teach that Jesus plus the church saves, and some of the biggest churches in the world believe that. Martin Luther came to the conclusion that that was not true, and that's why he, he broke with the Catholic Church many, many years ago because he said it was not dependent upon the church, that for the church said, if you're in the church, we'll take care of you. But he realized he needed Christ and Christ alone. And that's why he came to faith in Jesus Christ. <clears throat> that's why the Christians wrote, we believe in these verses as they came to this conclusion in Acts 15. They said, we believe we are saved through the grace of the Lord Jesus. Also, work salvation ignores the basic scriptural teaching. It does not see the total pravity and sinfulness of man. You see, if I, by my own bootstrap, can lift my up to be up to be acceptable to God, then that means that I'm not what God says I am—a sinner by nature and by choice. You see, God has only one standard, and that's perfection. He doesn't grade on the curve. Many think no one is perfect, so if I do better than most, I'm all right. <coughs> this, this ignores our sinful heart. The best of us is sinful. The best of us cannot please God because sin is in our lives. The Bible says all of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And that's God's verdict over us. It's not by works of righteousness, which we have done, the Bible says, that we are saved, but it's by faith in Jesus Christ. If you think you're pretty good, check yourself. How long have you lived? 20 years? 365 days a year, 7,300 days. If you sin one sin a day, that's over 7,000 sins. You say, well, I don't sin one a day. Of course you do. A thought, an act, a word, everybody sins every day by some little something or the other probably. Does not See, we don't see the necessity of Christ's death if we say 
we can save ourselves. So I challenge you, make sure you're trusting Jesus only. We'll talk more about that tomorrow.